What is going on, guys? We are back for another Leatherheads Fantasy Football Podcast. Tonight's episode is going to be a little different. Uh, just me and Hunter in the booth tonight. Uh, Bell had some more important uh, other issues going on other than fantasy football that uh, needed to be taken care of, so he couldn't make it for this week's episode. But not to worry. We have his bets of the week and his start of the week and some of his takes. So he's still here, just not his voice isn't here. So, But, yeah, um, week five coming up. Week five coming week up, was, a lot of breaking news. Week four was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, week four was interesting. Uh, it was um a lot of, well, COVID, that, that's really what it was, if we're coming down to it. COVID made it just like a, an interesting week, which we're going to get into. Uh, it's kind of screwed me in fantasy. I know it screwed Hunter in, last, uh, in his other league, so we're going to get into that. We got a lot of NFL news to talk about tonight. Um. So why don't we just start off season. with very chaotic? Yeah, let's season. just let's just let's dive this, into this, it. It was a chaotic week in general. <laughs> if we're really getting down to it, like not even fantasy wise, just NFL news, which resulting in fantasy. Um, but Bill O'Brien gone from the Houston Texans. Yeah, GM. Thoughts? What are your thoughts? GM and coach of the team. So it's not even like you're losing just the coach. You're losing the GM, the whole vision of the team. So, you know, his play calling is gone. Um, I don't think that's going to affect Watson in a great way, actually. Um, you know, I, I still wouldn't start him. Um, With, what are you thinking, like, I see, here's the thing. I, I want to, like, give an in-depth analysis on this team, but they've just been so all over the place, I feel like. Because I feel like when I do turn tune into games, sometimes they're in it. But then they just end up losing every single week. And I think there was more behind this move other than just the fact that they started off 0-4 this year. Because there's other 0-4 teams. Uh, the Falcons and Dan Quinn is still yet to be fired and could arguably have had a worse season last year than he did this year and was on the hot seat last year. So... I think really the a huge factor in this firing was the trade that happened this offseason. Uh, clearly, absolutely. It, it's it's hard to judge. I, I've always thought this across all sports. It's hard to judge draft picks because it you you never know. Like a, a you could get a Brady, you know, like in the sixth round. You could with a sixth round pick, and you could get a bust in the first round. Yeah. So, but majority of the times. The first round guys are better players. So in terms of this deal that was done, it didn't really make sense when it happened. Um and it fantasy wise it affected it hurt the uh the Texans for sure because you lost your number one option for your young stud quarterback and you got a running back instead. And a running back it. David Johnson who's Frankly, out of like, his prime, I, I just think. Bare, yeah, just not there. Bill so, O'Brien wanted to be, you know, what he he's known for in the NFL for all his years of coaching. He's a running back first, uh, offensive coordinator back. You know, even when he was coaching under Belichick, he loved to run first, and he tried to build that. He took Hopkins out. It was kind of an economic decision, but you know, 
They, yeah, they got I David I Johnson. See... I, I know there's a lot of a lot of people who didn't like it, including me. I, I really didn't like the trade from the beginning. Obviously, it's easier to say now, but I mean, yeah, I just I don't think the value of it's just a question mark to me because the value of getting giving up higher draft picks and the value of DeAndre Hopkins for a lower valued running back in lower draft picks. I don't see that. I don't see the value there. In you got more draft picks, which I guess resulted in better players, but they were all lower draft picks. You know, so like you you kind of screwed your yourself as a coach because you got less talent to work with for this season, and from a GM's perspective, you kind of screwed yourself again. In terms of not being able to fully draft the best possible players for the future, that's 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 the biggest thing with me, and I I, I still am just kind of lost to it to this day. I don't understand. And it's week that move. it's week four. We're heading into week five. They fire him now. You you have to think they almost thought about it at the end of last season when they blew the yep. playoff game versus the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. There's it's, definitely it was definitely not you know they've been thinking about this it, for a while. Yeah, I I just I it didn't again it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't the 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 move from firing him should have happened earlier. You shouldn't have, you should have gotten someone else in there who could have tried to rework it or better yet. You, what it tells me is that they went into this like trusting Bill O'Brien when he made that trade that they backed him with the trade, which is. I guess the only thing you can do as an organization there, or you just fire him before, like you said, right after the season so that right. trade doesn't happen. Or they go into the season backing him and then realizing he made a move that wasn't beneficial for the now or the future. It was just a, uh, a bad move in general. Because usually when you make a blockbuster trade like that, if you're giving up the talent that – in any league, not just the NFL, it usually means you're projecting to tank. Yeah, and then we discussed this, you know, before the show. John Gruden did this too. It's a little different scenario. Um, you know, kicked out Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, studs of the team. Tried to build his, you know, his brand, you know, into a yeah into a team, and we don't even know if that's working. So Bill O'Brien tried to do the same thing. He failed. I think that. You know, like you said, I pretty much summed it up. Um, the diff, yeah, I think the biggest difference with it to me is that they hired Gruden to come in, and he did that versus Bill O'Brien was has been there, and just was like, yeah, what I'm doing clearly isn't enough to get us to where we need to go. I got to scrap it all. That that does, and not it just scrapped the offense. And then on top of it, the reports came out. I don't know. I want to say yesterday, two days ago, that. Week three, before week three of practice, J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien had, like, a huge blowout. Yeah. Which So now yeah. you got a frustrated quarterback who trust, who trusted Bill O'Brien um, in the moves he made but was frustrated to start the year, and now you got your best defensive player also, Matty. So you got both sides of the ball and your best your frustration from your best players. Yep. It, it's it's it a chaotic just, moment, I think, fantasy-wise – I don't. I don't really. 
I, I don't expect much changes, honestly. Yeah. Because your middle of the season, you can't throw like it's not you can throw new schemes in there. And they play it's a like, Jacksonville was, for for this week. They play a Jacksonville team. They're pretty good. Uh, their defense, as far as you know, numbers and yeah. stuff. So it's Top not like 10. you're gonna throw an entire new scheme from this offense in a, in under a week and be like, yeah, let's go do this and just see like you're, you're gonna do what you started doing in preseason, what you've been doing thus far, even though it hasn't been that successful. It's the only thing you've been doing. It's the only identity you have right now. So fantasy wise, I don't think it really is gonna yeah have dramatic differences unless they somehow either move someone and get someone or pick up a free agent or something. I don't, I don't really know, but I don't think it's going to have that big a difference. Uh, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson's going to stink the rest of the year, but he's, I don't, I don't think he's going to be an average QB. People got him a lot higher for his value. He's kind of, I wouldn't say he's a bust, but staying on, you know, coaches, we, we want to talk about Ron Rivera. Coaching. I mean, I mean, he's coaching with cancer, cell cancer, He's still coaching. He goes to the sidelines. He gets hydrated. Um, he's doing it all, including, you know, basically. Literally getting, like, treatment done and, and then going and coaching, like, later in the day. And then demoting Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. For Kyle Allen, not Alex Smith. I, I think, hot take, Alex Smith is going to be the starter by week eight. I mean. If he's healthy. If he's fully healthy, which, yeah. honestly. Well, here's the thing. I, I agree with that. I just don't even think – even if he's not fully healthy, I think that that team, the only thing they have going is their defense. That's the only thing. So, Kyle Allen, he, I, I'm not going to say he was a he was a breakout star last year. Uh, what he did was impressive, don't get me wrong. But, I don't think. He had a great year with DJ Moore. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I can't see him coming in and lighting it up and securing like it's pretty much asking him to do exactly what he did last year yeah right now but instead of cam getting hurt on the panthers it's just you're they're sending Dwayne haskins so i don't know i i want to do want to touch about the ron ron rivera thing because i do think it's really uh impressive and we found out before the year started uh that he was diagnosed with cancer i want to even say it was like right before week one or around that time because yeah, or, August, oh, maybe right? around training camp. Yeah, I, I just remember a press conference with Belichick right when it happened because I'm because uh, I was watching it and he was like, "I want before we even start this, I want to like send my condolences to Ron Rivera." So it was sometime like early in the season, but I think over the year so far, it's gotten lost. Um, with all this chaos, with the COVID, it's just impressive. It's, really it's honestly the most uh, you could make the debate. It's the most impressive thing happening in the uh, NFL right now that there's a coach with cancer in um, the middle of a pandemic staying safe and still getting treatment and still actively actively coaching his team not Bill O'Brien not actively coaching his team making changes he's actively coaching his team and making changes still striving which is extremely impressive um but from a football standpoint I stand by where I was at I think that this team is they're drafting a quarterback if if Kyle Allen doesn't work out, they're they're gonna they're gonna have to draft a quarterback again. I just I Dwayne Haskins clearly isn't working. Yeah, it hasn't worked. I think you gotta, and that's really the defense is set. With defense Chase Young, they were great. They need a QB. 
they need all they need offense, and it's just yeah. not there. And I I don't think Kyle Allen is your your saving grace. I, 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 Do you tank for Trevor Lawrence? I mean, Washington football team. Who knows? You might be. They might be there. I think it doesn't hurt. I mean, because <laughs> you're, you're the only your only identity is your defense. That's what they've been known for since starting. And when Chase Young got if he got hurt, I don't even know. Is he still hurt? Yes, he did. He's still hurt. So it's like, what is their identity now? You know, I mean, like, are they back to what they were last year, the year before, just stinking up? But trying to compete, I think that has this goes in the NFL for gen, in general. Uh, I think tanking in the NFL is something that like it's not as like a, teams don't actively try to do it. No, you know, what I mean, like, no. if you in comparison to the NBA, it's like you don't put like you're preparing all week. You don't prepare all week to lose. No, in reality, it's more of you know. Just kind of a trend, on, yeah. you know, on social I, media. And I smart. think it's hard for teams to do. Like, I think it's these guys are professionals. You know, I, I mean, these guys are professionals, like, just like all these leagues. There's no. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think an owner. Let's put it like this. This is the only NBA comparison reference here. I'm going to put it is when I've heard when that New York Knicks team, their owner told them we're tanking this season. Our good players aren't playing down the stretch. I don't think any NFL owner is being listen fourth quarter close game shit the stars, like I I feel like that concept isn't in the NFL, but I see there's been benefits to tanking clearly. Um, the Cleveland Browns are probably the best one, like where like they were literally an own sixteen team and now they're like on, I'm not on top of the great on top of the division tied. yeah but they're they're top of their division right now so it's clearly something that works but I don't think in the NFL it's something that's um really like actively sought after but i think in terms of this washington football team you're in literally in a complete rebuild with your franchise uh it's your franchise needs like some positivity coming to it in the what happened this offseason getting a good (laughs) qb like getting a trevor lawrence type player might not be the worst thing for someone someone to bring some fans into there i mean come on uh, i will say a sleeper is that stud out running back Antonio Gibson, he's been surprising me. Yeah, um, I think he's a sleeper. It's... Terry McLaurin, it's tough to tell with Kyle Allen as far as fantasy reasons. Uh, I don't know. Washington football team isn't too impressive. Yeah, I just don't think they're. I think they're impressive. They're a good, like f- impressive first half team. From from, but usually in the second half. Which is something that was a trend last year, I noticed. But so far, what I've noticed, because um, I, I can't say I'm actively searching or searching for the Washington football team games every Sunday, and I'm looking directly to go to those games. But um, when they come on on red zone, like I notice they're like competing in the first half, and then the second half is just not there. Um, I think week one was the only one where they were really competing, and it was a close game. For most of the game. Ever since it's been a little lackluster by them. But I don't know. It's it, it's tough because what Ron Rivera is doing is uh, incredible. incredible. Yep. But it's the result is not incredible because the team is just not good. Yeah. And especially with your draft pick that you got last year getting injured. They're literally the only bright spot to that team 
thus far. Um, getting injured, it just is another like bogging down that that team for this year. It's a tough so, bet though because they're still you know they're on the in the worst division in the league. They're still in contention to win that playoff. Exactly. Game. That that's the thing is like. But I like I like teams, back in that tanking thing. I like teams that have. You know, I'd rather have a team that has a strong offense than a weak defense for fantasy wise. Yeah. Redskins are completely opposite. They have a decent defense, and they don't have a great offense. So yeah, like I bet you, if you went and looked up week one, no, I'll go week two because I bet you there's a lot, of, a lot of like, yo, know, Dwayne Haskins is gonna have like new coach, new new system. It's it's gonna be his year, but I bet you, like after week two, um, maybe week three, like majority of I bet you their defense was rostered in more leagues than majority of their offense. They're they're big name players uh, in their offense. I bet. I think the start. Um, there's a lot of optimism, in Washington football team. Uh, I think. Yeah. It, well, that's the other thing too. Is you touch upon that the division they're in is like. like they're, they're, they're still like, there. What are they? They're, 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 the, the, the division's terrible right now, so it's it brings into mind that tanky thing. It's like Dallas will win this eight and eight. We're gonna win this. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, you heard it here first. We are making the playoffs, getting eight and eight. We might even win round one, and then we'll get embarrassed by Seattle, something like that. Uh, that's New funny. Orleans, man. All right, um, that's why we gotta I move on for. here. Moving on, Co- uh, coaches. Um, a lot of a lot of interesting things. Going coaches, on coaches, COVID. Um, there's some key injuries. Guys coming back. Um, Lamar Jackson didn't practice knee injury. He's gonna play. He, he had a good week last week, didn't he? Against No, no, he uh rushing he did. Rushing he did. I'll give him that. Yeah, he didn't he have that can't. huge rushing touchdown. Yeah, he's He had like a fifty yard rushing he, touchdown, didn't he? Yeah, he's still a top three QB. Yeah, I uh, think his 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 whole thing is just wise. mobility. Yeah. It's, I think that's it's a label that's literally gonna stick with him throughout and throughout. Cause you notice, dude, I watched it in that uh not last week. I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't watch that game last week. But the week before, his he can't throw a spiral. He really can't. He's been struggling more this season than last season, which you know I'm questioning. You know, is it a slump? Maybe it was a slump from a, you know a high season, or you know, who knows? He, he's dealing with an injury now. Obviously, he didn't practice today. He's still going to play, but um, I think you're starting to see teams have a lot of film on them. They really don't have any weapons besides Mark Andrews. So yeah. you know, if they can't get the run going. It's Lamar Jackson trying to throw. I mean, it's tough when you have Mark Andrews as your best, you know, threat. Yeah, his his whole thing is just like I noticed in that what was the, the Chiefs game? That's what it was. Um, the Chiefs just made him sit in the pocket. Yep. That's what they made. Like they just they were like, dude, you can sit in the pocket, and we'll live with you throwing versus you running. No, that's a great point. They didn't even, you know, they made him beat them with his arm. Yeah, which is which I think which is what you have to do to that which is very telling, but I'm not so quick to be like, dude, he's only a, a a rushing QB because I think last year towards the start he had these crazy runs, but as it went on, he he did he made some uh he, he got it his throwing got better towards the end of last season. Uh, than it did from the start, if I remember correctly. He he got better throwing the ball as the season went on. Um, but this year, it, he definitely regressed, if anything, because he look he looks more like his 
rookie year yep. throwing the ball. Absolutely. And he did last year. Do you see him like I, I don't know. I'm starting to question now, seeing this. Do you do you see him as being a 10, 15 year QB? You know, and Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan, you know, maybe he doesn't win you something, but he produces, you know, the opportunity yeah, to win. Yeah, I, I th- see, I think, like, That's no last question. year he was drawing comparisons of, like, a better version because his throwing was better last year. He was drawing versions of a comparison towards Russell Wilson, whereas, like, he's mobile, mm-hmm. he's more mobile, can't throw as well, but... He he's he's more elusive. He's da- he's more dangerous. Him personally, but him as a quarterback, it's tough to say. I I it's you can be a scrambler in the league, but at the end of the day, you need you know the great defenses that you'll see in the playoffs. You're gonna need to know how to throw in the pocket. Yeah, he well, that's exactly that. what happened last year. It's what happened yeah. last year in the playoffs. That's so the last, for him yeah. to be ten fifteen, I don't know. I I don't I don't see it right now. I think if you're gonna rely on your running. 10, 15 years, give me a guy who's like Adrian Peterson maybe, uh, like guys like that who just running-wise like are still – Adrian Peterson's still slower than he was 10, 15. It's just a fact. You know, that's yeah. what happens. So if you can't get a, an arm, like a consistent arm, I don't think so. I, I, I really don't think it's – For this Aaron week- Rodgers, again, was a, was a kid scramble. Yeah. But has an arm. He's a better arm than he did as a scrambler. That so I think, like you said, at the end of the day, it just comes down to you. have to have an arm to be Gotta a, co- a long term quarterback. Despite all this, he's projected number one this week versus Cincinnati. I I want to take the under on that. Twenty three point four points. Cincinnati. He's obviously banged up. I think they lean towards more. You know, on the run game. Yeah, I'm trying to think who... I'm taking Cincy in an upset. Yeah, Cincy locked down Carson Wentz. I mean, I don't really know what that's saying. Who did they play last week, Cincy? They won last week. They got their first win against... Uh, I'm drawing a blank. But I know... I, I I think their defense is a little underrated, Cincy's. I agree. In, in terms of, like, again, playing Eagles, haven't been that great. But... Yeah, I, I could see Lamar. I see, I don't know because I think he Lamar had the bounce back week last week. Uh, was injured this week. Could could be beneficial, maybe a little more rest. I I don't know. I could I could see it going either way. Honestly, I could see him not hitting twenty three or whatever it was, or exceeding it by like twenty three point four. Yeah, I, I could see him exceeding that by like fifteen points. Easily. So that's I, not I a ma- th- that's not a major injury. Le'Veon Bell is back. You actually, I just traded, traded Le'Veon. <laughs> um, had to. Matty Ice. Uh, you know, I took him like two weeks ago for my start of the week. Then I traded him. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just I, I don't even. He put Matty Ice has given me like twenty points in the past two weeks. Uh, with it just. I don't know. He's not reliable. That that's all I can say. He no, hasn't been reliable. He's not consistent and, without you know Julio Jones. Julio Jones banged up. O line's not good. No running game. I mean, despite Gurley going two touchdowns last week, he's still not a great fantasy. You know, I think you have him on your team in deep leagues. Obviously, you have to. But, yeah, I think I'm just like, I I got to the point where my it was like 
I'm losing games. Now, granted, the last two weeks, um, why was I kind of screwed week one against that week against Dave or Bell? I don't know. I was I was messed up against the week last week. I played Dave and probably I got, COVID, right? Yeah, the COVID, which we're <laughs> gonna get into in like a few minutes here. Um, COVID kind of messed up my team for this past week uh, with. Derrick Henry out, and um, who else was it? And the Patriots potentially not playing the game. Kind of messed me up. Um, the week before, I don't really know what it was, but both weeks could have been close. I got ended up getting killed this week because of Matt Ryan. I was projected to beat Dave uh, up until Monday night, and then Monday night came and Matt Ryan laid a friggin' egg. And Julio Jones left at halftime, or whatever, with an injury. And... So, as much as I want to blame this past week on COVID, the week before, and not Matt Ryan, the week before Matt Ryan also laid an egg. Gave me like 11 points or 12 or something like that. So, it was time for Matty Ice to hit the road. Uh, no, he's, he's I, no longer Matty Ice. He, it's Matt Ryan. It's Matt Ryan, yeah. He, he's too inconsistent. And I squeaked out a deal with <laughs> the, uh, the one and only dude that I've ever met to use his first four draft picks on quarterbacks to then acquire picks uh, as the season goes on. Uh, Amadi White. Never seen it before. Never seen it done before. Um, I ended up getting the dude who dropped 50 points last week, the GOAT himself, Tom Brady, for Le'Veon Bell and Julio Jones. So I think I think I, it worked out. I still have Matt Ryan on my bench Uh who knows? Maybe if he comes back to life, I'll throw him back in. And but I, I think Brady is only gonna get better from here on out. That's I I totally agree, and I want to say, Tom Brady, like you said, Brady's gonna get better with time, like he always does. They're injured right now. I mean, Chris. Chris this is it. You put a fifty, and you have Godwin. Last no, <laughs> Godwin's not there. Evans is banged up. He's still. I mean, he's basically relying on his, and now he's got OJ Howard gone. And I, the thing is, I still believe Brady's going to figure out a way to do it over oh, Matt Ryan with absolutely. Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones both playing the same game and he get put up 13 points. And Todd Gurley. And I, I'll take Brady with a bunch of scrubs over Matt Ryan with those I guys. will say, though, you know, speaking of trades, because, you know, it's week five, you're starting to get into this, you know, you're, we're starting to see where your team is heading, you know, and those teams are 0-4 and 1-3 especially. You're, you're starting... I, you know, you got to start to think about some trades, looking at especially the lower teams who are struggling too. Um, I was surprised. Yeah, you know, um, I wasn't too surprised. You're 2-2. Two and two. You made the trade. I liked it because I really do think you needed the QB, and that's the thing about these trades. If you're missing a big gap in some, you know, in one of these positions, it, yeah, you, you, can, gotta, you can squeeze games out early with great you know, free agency moves, but when you get in the playoffs, you need solid guys. Later in the season, you need like solid guys who are going to, like, you know. Um, so who I got, though, I got a wide receiver because I gave up Julio. Um, <laughs> I got Chenault Jr., who I don't really know much about. Um, I was a little skeptical on taking him, but when I heard the news that Julio – Left the game with a hamstring injury. Amadi, this is the first time if Amadi's listening, he's going to hear this. I woke up and saw that Julio left with a hamstring injury, and I knew that before the season he had a hamstring injury, and he left, he played his last two games because of a hamstring injury. I immediately accepted the trade and didn't counter. 
So I got Chanel uh, in that move as well. But um, again, this I'm I'm ta- I'm harping on my team, which I, I haven't really done at all in this podcast. Again, though, I'm in a position right now, and I think I w- we should talk about this because going forward, this is gonna be a this could potentially be a, a common theme. Is that for the third week in a row, my I'm at the mercy of games being played in COVID, which is rough. And to top it off, my top running back is on the Tennessee Titans, who are testing positive with new players every single day. So I'm at the mercy of the coronavirus again, and I feel like there's, if it's happening to me, it's got to be happening to other people, um, especially with these players. Yeah, so, it's all around fantasy. COVID-19 is probably making this one of the most chaotic fantasy football leagues ever. Ever. I yeah. mean, and what I I think, you know, you dive into this, the Titans now might possibly miss a second week in a row. I think NFL planned, you know, if a team misses week, you know, one week. But now you're starting to see, you know, hey, what if the Titans miss a second week, a third week, multiple, what multiple you, weeks. What are you gonna like, do? Are you gonna you... are you gonna kick teams out of the season? Are you gonna you know extend the whole season? I mean, the uncertainty is just crazy this year, and it's affecting fantasy. It's affecting you know everyone. Not even fans. from a fantasy perspective, and this we're getting back to like the, just the news, but I don't see how they can possibly do it. You can I I I think that what they did last week. With clearly the Tennessee Titans can't play, but how do you like? Say you push the Tennessee Titans games back a week, like extra weeks. How is that fair to the Tennessee Titans? Uh, like trying to compete for a playoff spot to make up games against teams that don't need to make up games. If that makes sense, like, and then on top of it, how is that fair to give? If you put keep pushing it back to the end of the season, which is what they're gonna have to end up doing with the, the Tennessee Titans if they miss multiple weeks, how do you push that? You're giving every playoff team, every playoff player rest, and then let's say the Tennessee Titans make it, they have no rest going into the playoffs right after those weeks. So it's like there's so much going on that I don't even know how or where to begin to. Because it's mid-season, you know what I mean? It's not like this is something that happened at the beginning of the season that they could have potentially fixed or had, like, protocols for. This is happening in the middle of the season. How do you push, extend a, a season in the middle of the season and start canceling games and then pushing it when it's only, like, a few teams that are really being affected at the moment? I, I'm very interested to see how they're doing it. I bet you they have something in place that they just haven't come out with. Yeah, and we, and we talked about a little bit last episode, you know, them not being as strict may have, you know, have, have caused this, and now you're starting to see the effects, and I mean, does it's, the se- does the season yeah. really happen? Uh, you know, I think right now, obviously, the NFL is doing everything they can to keep it going, but I mean, um, like we said. Yeah, we, what did we say last week? We said, like, I think Abel brought up the point of, like, potentially doing bubbles like division bubbles yeah and Steve, and Stephen A said it too about basically said the same thing before him I mean each team's gonna have to have that bubble mentality you know I mean 
each player think, is gonna you're starting to see it you know Patrick you know I mean Pat's defense player of the year Stefan Gilmore he's got yeah, Coven now he's, he's he was got just now seeing today or Patrick Mahomes you know what's cool about that or not cool it's interesting he was on the same plane as Cam Newton you know it was a day I think a day apart he tested positive it's like are these you know We've seen the uncertainty with some of these positive tests. Are are there more people positive? Are there? Are there yeah, you know? it, that's 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 what it's raising a question. Is like you, we hear the false positives. Mm-hmm. So Cam's asymptomatic. Uh, I'm, we're going to use him because he's probably just the most high profile guy right now that we know has it. Um, Cam was tested positive what on Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Was, that's Saturday. Yep. yep. Saturday morning. And then, so he has to pass two negatives um, because he's been asymptomatic so far. He's passed two negatives Wednesday and Thursday to be able to go back to practice on Friday and play on Sunday. So that's the that's the procedure. So it's not even a two-week quarantine, which is kind of skeptical to begin with if you're trying to keep the number of cases down regardless if he's asymptomatic because he, if he tested positive multiple times, he could still be giving it to people. He's doing his quarantine. I get it. Um, and trust me, I'm a Pats fan. I want him back as quickly as possible. But if you're jeopardizing more people in the league, you're jeopardizing opposing players because just because you're asymptomatic doesn't mean you couldn't still give it to people. And let's jump back to the Stefan Gilmore thing. He could have just been testing the, the ne- false negative. And have had it since Cam had it, gotten it from Cam, and then played in that game, went on the plane, played against the Kansas City offense, was competing, hugging Patrick Mahomes. Like it's and I think that we think just because these they're negative, they're negative, they're negative. The testing, regardless, NFL or not, has been fifty fifty. Up in the air with everything. Uh so it's hard to determine if these guys aren't in a bubble. You don't know what they're doing outside the field. They got a week to do whatever. You know, it's it's just and there's a, a lot it's of a, and you're seeing in the NFL with different teams dealing with COVID. I mean, for example, you know the Pats didn't hold practice today because of this. But then all the all you know over on the Raiders, LA Raiders, their defensive tackle test positive, and they still have practice. They just put him on the list. So you're start you you know there's not, it's not yeah, really it's organized just, in the NFL. You're there's no like saying, I think the protocols that should be there they're not like they're setting they're not like set in stone. And on top of it, I I got that sense from the beginning though because it's like you, the coaches were supposed to be wearing masks throughout the game, and for the first like even up until last week they weren't wearing masks. So like the the structure like the and we talked about this on this podcast too is like. The penalty for enforcing these rules probably isn't high enough, which in turn, bringing this back to fantasy football is screw is screwing people, because it's like <laughs> I don't know how like it's me personally screwing me like when the heck is Derrick Henry gonna be back? I, I don't know. I gotta go another week without my not the my first round pick that I got the ninth spot because I got screwed in the draft this year. But like. Where am I going? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's my first round pick. And the Bills, too. 
Don't match the. Yeah, I mean that Titans Bills game doesn't happen. I'm losing. You know, people. Jo- a lot of people are losing. Digs. Jo- Josh Allen's been. On yeah, fire. Josh Allen, Singletary, like all these. Like Buffalo's defense. I mean, that's a loaded. That's a high volume fantasy team. There, uh, it's a difficult season. I think. Um, but I, I will say the the best thing to do. Um, and not that I'm a fantasy expert because I'm not, but <laughs> um, my moves were beneficial, I guess, uh, to my, my loss. Like I, I, my, the players I picked up actually outperformed my starters and my starters were the reason I lost this past week with COVID. So let's say a situation happens like, uh, what happened last week with new England. They announced new England's going to play on Tuesday or Monday, 10 minutes before week one games start. If that situation like that happens, you gotta you gotta scour that free your free agents. You gotta find the guys. So absolutely, let's put, if you got a running back, you got I don't even know. Let's say you got Derrick Henry, and the we're looking. You need a replacement running back. You gotta look for guys like Adrian Peterson, fifty percent rostered, fifty fifty chances in your league. Um. Put up decent numbers. Like you're, you're not getting a, a knockout guy. Like there's, it's not gonna happen. You no. know, you're not, you're not no. finding a knockout guy that's gonna replace uh, a Derrick Henry type number game. He's, no one's gonna get as many carries like that. So you gotta find, you gotta find a happy medium and guys that could potentially score a touchdown or two. That's really where you're gonna try and make up your points. I think. Yeah, and and then uh, touchdowns and you know PPR leagues. Obviously, those running backs are getting five, nine targets a game you know you even look towards those guys obviously and i think like you said running backs are hurt i think yeah. that kind of sums it up you know a lot of the top tier guys are hurt um it's a thin thin position yeah it's just uh, and, and i i i'll explain what happened in mine my league uh my my usual flex is edelman uh, Edelman or James White. So right off the bat, kind of screwed there because I couldn't replace it before the one o'clock game started. I had one o'clock roster games filled out. No Patriots. No, uh, who else did play last week? No Titans and no Steelers. So let's say you got someone on the Titans because it's looking like they're not playing again this week, and the Patriots probably looking like they might not play again this week too. If Cam throws another negative or a positive test up, I'm banking on the Patriots not playing again. If you got guys on those rosters, wide receivers, anything, you got to look for key secondary backs or second fiddle wide receivers. And if there's, for some reason, a uh, number one wide receiver in your league because he's just on a bad team, maybe take the chance on him. Uh, like uh, Washington Redskins, like we were just talking about a few minutes ago, where it's like you got not that great of a quarterback, but their number one wideouts on on free agent market, maybe take a chance on them. Right. Um, Guys that are going to, you know, they're not in the best system, but they get enough volume where there's, you know, there's some boom or there's some bust. But, you're, you know, unfortunately, yeah. with, with how the league's going, like you said, COVID affecting, you know, depth charts are thinner than ever. Um, and the uncertainty, you got to start looking at just guys that, hey, they get volume, you know, they fit the scheme this week, they have a good matchup. You really got to be scraping the dirt. Anyone can still win it now. You, you know, 
people yeah, are people are all in for it. You can make changes to to win it. You know, you you talked about you know sleepers basically are a key thing right now because the turn, I think the, turn the biggest thing coming. going in fantasy right now is right. because with the uncertainty with games, you don't even know. You you this is probably the most crucial year to be keeping your wa- like your eyes on the waiver wire. Who who's because at the last minute a game can get canceled. Someone could five players on a team on Saturday morning could test positive and you're you put you do your fantasy on Thursday night. You got to be able to make adjustments like that if you're really looking to get a win that weekend. You got to be able to find key guys. You got to make yeah. moves. Especially right up until one o'clock games on Sunday. Yeah. So and guys, you know, you mentioned Adrian Peterson. I like. Uh, I mentioned Gibson. I like. Um, even got you know Joshua Kelly. Now we we haven't mentioned this. Eckler is hurt, hamstring injury. Yeah. You know, a tough one. We don't know if he's out one month or two months. So I like the combination of Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson. It's I think it's to be determined on who is the starter for the rest of the season. And one yeah. more guy, Devontae Freeman, I think. He's a guy, like, you know, I mentioned, he's he's not even in the great scheme. I mean, for a running back, I guess, I, you know, I, I can say he is, just filling in for Saquon. But I like the matchup for, with Dallas. He's getting decent volume. He scored about 11 points last week. Yeah. He's not going to be I, getting to 20, 15, 17 every week. He's, but. He's, he was brought into a... He was brought into a scheme that was running back heavy. Yeah, already. Yep. So I don't hate that. I don't hate that one. You mentioned uh, Latavius Murray before the show. What are your thoughts on him the rest of the season? See, he he's someone that I feel like every single year, if he's, I I always somehow have him on my team. He's always <laughs> just someone. Usually, he's on my bench. Um, and it just happened. I'm not gonna. Definitely not going to say I was a genius in plotting out he was going to have a great weekend. It literally worked out that he was a running back on my bench and I didn't have Derrick Henry or James White available. And I he's was like he's my third choice running back and I just put him in. Um, and he just happened to go out for twenty. He, he gave me like a Rex Burkhead esque game uh, that helped me. I did better than freaking Matt Ryan did. So <laughs> Murray's a guy that can you know that can make you a championship contender. You know, I mean, he's not going to go crazy, but he, he's consistent enough. I like these yeah, guys he, at running back. He's, he's, he's the, um, and this is this is getting more into football terms, is where he's the off snap or the, uh, I just lost it. He's the guy that, he's clearly not getting as many touches uh, every single game as Alvin Kamara. He's got probably yeah. the best running back in fantasy on his team right now. But... Because he has the best running back in fantasy, he's going to get points. Because right. Kamara is going to draw so much attention. If they're out there together... His usage his usage rates yeah. are insane. I mean, he, you know, I think I saw a stat, was it before last week or maybe even after this week, he was fifth in receiving yards in the whole league. Who, Murray? Kamara. Kamara. Oh, Kamara, Kamara, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, no, definitely Murray. No, no. Um, but yeah, so I think guys like that, but those those are the guys you got to try and find. Yep. Like if if they got, I, I think if you got a running back who's killing it this year, which is kind of not that outside of Kamara, there's not really many who are been like consistently killing it because if they have, they're probably getting injured, whatnot. But there's a select few that are 
being very consistent, putting up high numbers. And if you're in need of a dire running back, if their secondary running back is available, I'd say go get him. Um, I think I that's something that I believed in and has kind of it's benefited me the past two weeks. I uh, did it with Rex Burkhead, clearly not the number one over James White, but he's number two, had a great game. Uh, and then Latavius Murray, who was just on my bench, I th- that's the same theme I've seen uh, throughout so far. So that's, that, that's my mindset in going into it. If there's cancellations in a game, all right, I'm looking at the schedule. Who's got a really good running back? Who they're playing? Who's a secondary running back? Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you're in need. And I think there's two different types of transactions you're, you're making right now. It's either the short term or obviously the long term. These next you know four weeks are really important as far as wins. So you have certain acquisitions that are maybe three four weeks, like the um, you know Kareem Hunt being the starter. I like Darius Johnson as your backup, like you said, picking up these running backs who hey they might not be the one, um, but they're the two. And if a guy goes hurt, like we're seeing a lot of injuries. It's uh, it's gonna be it's tough, running backs. It's injuries and COVID, or it's it's tough. Um, and at the end of the day, it's really you gotta you gotta bring it down to knowledge about the game. This this is I I, and I we'll wrap it up with this is that it's we talked last week about how we um how we were talking for newbies beginners. This is a rough year to start fantasy because you really got <laughs> you really got to know yeah you really got to know your stuff especially with all these late game cancellations. It's not usually injuries. like this. It's a lot more it's, fun. And chaotic. Yeah, it usually it, it's, it's not usually season. this stressful. Um, but trust your gut. If you if you if you know football, you've been playing playing fantasy. That's the biggest takeaway we can give you is you just got to trust your gut and know your research. Know who's who has the potential to be good uh, for late game cancellations? Because due to COVID injuries, things like that, you just gotta. At the end of the day, it's about trusting, like your gut. There's, there's no real. What I'm gonna say is, if you're one at twelve thirty on Twitter, and you're there's a cancellation of a game, no one on Twitter is gonna be helping you throughout your picks. We're not. <laughs> Leatherheads ain't gonna be there because Leatherheads is gonna be having to make <laughs> trust in their gut to make these the the picks for themselves. So at the end of the day, you gotta trust your gut, and especially in like quick situations like that, you just gotta trust your gut. Trust your gut. Be prepared. Yeah. Listen it's, to our advice. D- you know, even Instagram us, DM us. Yeah. We'll be there for you Sunday, all day, all night, Monday night. Uh, um, um, but before we wrap it up, we're going to do our quick, clearly, start of the week every single week. Uh, not bragging rights or anything. I did win last week. First one of them. Needed it. Um, and you won last uh, week with Aaron Rodgers, who went off. Yeah. Who's, who's your start uh, of the week this week? Start of the week this week. I'm going to go curveball here. Could just be because I'm feeling hot because I won last <laughs> week. I don't know. What was it? Second I'm going place. Teddy Bridgewater. Against the Atlanta Falcons, I'm I'm sticking to this podcast take that if someone's playing the Atlanta Falcons, just take that quarterback because <laughs> they've been lit up every single week by every quarterback. So I'm gonna go Teddy. Uh, I believe he's gonna have a good week. That Atlanta secondary is just straight garbage. So 
I like that pick. Uh, I guess I'll go next because we're still on this topic. I'm going to face the opposing QB. I'm going to pick the opposing QB in Matt Ryan. And uh, Wow, you're trusting Matty Ice. Not even trusting him. I- I'm seeing a trend. He's really good against <laughs> good teams. He, you know, in these shootout teams where he's, you know, the competition's high. Um, he did struggle last week with Green Bay. Is their defense obviously a lot better than Carolina's? Carolina's pass defense actually decent. They're banged up. Matt Ryan, I'm kind of just taking a hail mary. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think you know, Bell took him. I took him. Fantasy and in the start of the week competition, it's only right that you take him eventually. He's gonna let you down. I'm just letting you know right now. He's gonna let you down. Don't be surprised when you're disappointed. And he's got like 15 to. Yeah, it's the Atlanta Falcons after points. all. Um, and a bell. And we do have a bell start of the week, so pick it. Deshaun Watson, a bell. Yeah, that's a question. Uh, that's that's a terrible pick. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He'll he'll be able to defend himself next podcast. Watch watch um, watch Deshaun Watson just absolutely go nuts this week because there's no Bill <laughs> Bryant. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, that would be nuts. Um, all right, we do have time for one last thing, and it's Hunter. You gotta quickly read through uh, Abel's thing here. Abel's, Abel's best. Uh, he was very good last week. Four to five last week. This week. He likes the Browns plus one and a half, the Falcons minus one, Rams minus seven and a half, the Cowboys minus nine and a half. Um, I don't know about that, man. Patriots, Whoa. no matter what, that's what he said straight up to me. No, Patriots, no matter what, hasn't even been released yet. We don't know if that game's going to happen. Obviously, if it does, he does like the Patriots. That might be a tough pick. We don't know when that's going to occur. Uh, and then he's Especially got. Especially no Cam Newton. I don't know about that one. Yeah. And then he's got the Texans at minus six, and to finish it off, the Eagles versus Steelers, the over forty four and a half total points. Those are his picks. As he's four out of five last week. Um, he said his biggest thing was parlaying some of his other picks, which screwed him. <laughs> he would have made out big. So trust the trust the man himself. The man, the rain, is rain man. man. Yeah, the rain man of the leatherhead, the leatherheads. And with that. We wish you the best of luck, week five. Uh, trust your gut. Listen to our advice. Listen to what we said. Hold on tight. And we're, just, we're just getting started, hopefully. Yeah, and be <laughs> sure to reach out to us uh, if with any of your questions. We're, we're, we're active on Twitter and Instagram, constantly responding to the questions we get. So don't be afraid, uh, and obviously don't be afraid to text one of us if you actually know us. So, with that being said, we will see you guys next week. Peace out.